love that song. I love that. Hey, Patriots, I hope you are ready to have fun today with Red Pill. I just love Phil Wickham. I love that song, and I love mostly to see those youth praising the Lord. And and uh, you can just you just know that they uh, they are they don't want to be in darkness. If they've experienced any darkness, they're like, okay, we don't want any of that. And that's so wonderful. That's so wonderful. I, our prayer is that everyone will come out of the darkness. We're going to have so much fun today. I've got some some of my favorite passages to share with you today, and uh, it's really talking about that we have been um, we've been translated out of that domain of darkness into His marvelous light, and it's just so wonderful. And I, I tell people, don't go back. It's just, it was dark before and it's just as dark still or maybe darker. So don't ever go back. So um, I, I want to shout out a couple of the Q posts. I really just love it when he posts, don't you guys? I hope you're having a great day. I hope you're in this battle. I hope you're having fun. Oh, our president, every day is Christmas. It's just every day he does something. He's just, um, it's the 15th of February. And so he, uh, he just announced the, uh, state of emergency, just like he said he would, just like Q said he would. And it just proved, you know, future proves past, right? It's just, uh, so great. I just love having that inside information. So we kind of know ahead of time what's going on and it just, it's great. <laughs> I love it. As Q's talked about how it would be, it would be so rough if we didn't have him. And it's true. So the first thing is about Ruth Bader Ginsburg. So he said up here about how, you know, they're going to say that we're saying she's dead. So we really can't say that unless, you know, we just don't have the evidence of that. Q is not saying for us to say that she is dead. But it's very strange. And we need to know what's really going on with her. I've heard that CNN came out saying that she was back at work, which I... Until I see it with my own eyes, I just, I want to see some proof of life. Um, so he said, go, go back, come and read this carefully. He said F-15. I'm sure that's going to come out in the next couple of days, what he means by that. And then this, this F-15 uh, fighter. Oh, and th this goes through all, I'm not going to go through all this. This woman is once our country destroyed. You don't destroy it. I mean, you can destroy it with bombs. I even heard there was some kind of weird chemical thing that they were trying to do. Uh, that was on Red Pill 78. He was talking about that there was some kind of um, uh, chemical weapon they were thinking about, but our guys got it. Thank you, Lord. I'm telling you, he's, the Lord is answering our prayers. They're finding everything that these guys would want to try and just bam, it's over. It's just everything they try. They it can't get anything done. It's it's so great because they're really not that smart. They've always been able to do things, you know, because it was covered up. They had the complicity of the media. They had, you know, so now when they've got, you know, the power, and our guys have the power to to, to find, know what they're doing because Pfizer works both ways. It's and it's just funny to watch if it weren't so dangerous. But anyway, um, all good. We're not going to worry about one little thing. But all the stuff that she's trying to do to destroy our country, to destroy the family, to destroy, you know, where men and women have a normal marriage. I mean, that is how you destroy a society. That's how you destroy a culture. And our culture has been the one culture that has stood in the way of the deep state 
globalists, uh, the, 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 what I call the beast from the book of Revelation. It's, we, we are the eagle that has stood in the way. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be working on a, a video series uh, kind of telling you the whole story of the, of the Zodiac. In a t- in, in, the Bible calls it a Maz- the Maseroth. But I'm going to just try to, kind of like I did with the book of Revelation, just do a real simple summary of it so you see the whole storyline. But, you know, he, we know from the Lord's word this is, this is happening in our day. And it, it talks about in the, in the Zodiac, it talks about the eagle. And that um, the eagle has been, at one point, was, was hurt, pierced, but then comes back. You know, it's just so great. And that's what we're doing. We are the eagle and we're the ones who standing in the, are standing in the way. Um, even the book of Daniel talks about that, that the, the great eagle with the heart of a, of a man. It had been a, a lion. Remember that in, in Daniel I think chapter eight, talking about it was a, a lion and then the wings were plucked off and those wings uh, stood on their feet, so they grew feet and legs, and then they were given the heart of a man. And I, that's, I'm in my opinion, that's America, because we are the ones. We're the eagle. We're the ones who are protecting the world, and we are the ones who are fighting this beast, which is amazing. So anyway, yeah, I'm not going to read all the things that she. We just know that all these things are intended. Not they're not haphazard. They are intended from the pits of hell to destroy the eagle, destroy our society. So because why has America always been so successful despite these deep state people? Because we've had that, that core of freedom. Even if we technically, they were trying to keep it from us. We, in our hearts, we true Americans, not the people who have just come over here and don't really love America. The, the, you know, there are people who've just come over here who really do love America, but I'm talking about the true Americans in their heart. We believe in freedom, and we are not allowing her to destroy our culture. And good thing we're not, because we are have we need to save the world, <laughs> right? And we are. Um, all right. So here it says, I'm going to just read these. Who are the doctors currently treating RBG? And later on, he says, who is managing her care? So there's there's doctors, and then there's there are people who are managing her care. And he says, who is really managing her care? So it leads me to believe, of course, this it's, it's, it's by the people at the very top. They need her in place. They need her in her seat in the Supreme Court firmly in place. And an, an Edith person taking over, you know, running her seat until I don't know how long, but anyway. Um, so the doctors, who are these doctors cur- currently treating her? <laughs> what other political, former, current, senior political heads are they affiliated with? Uh, if anybody has more information about this, please place it in the comments below because I haven't done research on this. I'd like to really know what off-market drugs are being provided to RBG. So it leads us to believe that she is, she is, from what Q is actually saying, that she's alive. If, if they're administering off-market drugs. Now, what I would say is more than likely she's in some type of coma or being kept alive just by a thread. And how long you can keep a body alive on life support is, I don't know. I'm sure they're doing 
everything they can, just having her completely hooked up and drugged up to keep her body just basic minimum daily function, as it says, sustaining minimum daily function. What is the real medical diagnosis? Hmm. Death, right? She's, I would not doubt that she's, it's bad. It's bad. And who is managing her care? Who is really managing her care? The clock is ticking. Because they, at some point, they, they can't go on forever like this. They, something's going to have to give. And they know that. So they're panicking, D.C. They just can't. They can't win. And it's really great. It's just so wonderful. It's just so wonderful. And uh, I love getting to hear the president and watch him. He just seems so, he, he just, he just gives me this sense that he's got this. And so don't let anything worry you. Do not. Do not allow it. Do not. Okay. Um, so this was great about McCabe. Um, if you ever, if you saw this, goes. so Q was talking about, um, let's see, the orders came from the highest office in the land. So at that point, obviously, FBI, the head of the FBI was working under the direction of, uh, of Obama. And of course, we already know that Obama is really just a puppet for the international globalists, the Rothschilds and all of them. But so the orders to McCabe, though, came from Obama. Dark the light. So look at what this in it. And we've known this. So we, we who follow Q have known this for quite some time. But now it says here in this article that so it's coming out, which is so great. That's what I think Q was trying to show us is that information that we've had is now more and more coming out. And it's just so great. Um, so there he's, this guy's saying, you know, thank you. Thank you for letting us know, um, you know, this information that he reminded us once again that there really is a powerful deep state. This is Fox News saying this. There really is a powerful deep state and there has not been a full accounting of rampant FBI misconduct during the presidential campaign of 2016. There hadn't been a full accounting of that. So thank you for reminding us that you guys have been absolutely, you know, there's been rampant FBI misconduct also too much uh there's also still too much we don't know about the role top aides to then president barack obama and higher-ups in the justice department played in spying on the trump campaign and leaks of classified information for partisan purposes so this is all coming out on fox so that's a mainstream media even though you know yeah they think oh well fox well fox is not a cute follower fox is is still controlled by the people at the top they're just more um more right leaning so yeah that's really great that he's they're, they're being allowed to bring this out that obama was obviously uh directing mccabe to spy on the president so this is little by little coming out um all right so then he was talking about this um oh, this terrible thing where they were uh attacking and uh, Air Force One missile strike to provoke war with North Korea. And thankfully, we shut it down. And this, this did not did not happen. So yeah, that's, that's more that's coming out. 
Um, let me see if I can find the post on that. Um, here we go. Remember the cover story for this? Helicopter? Coincidence regarding Air Force One, regarding California route North Korea? Um, bigger than 25th Amendment attempt to remove. So what he was talking about at that time was that this was an attack on our POTUS. So bigger than the 25th Amendment. So the point with McCabe is that he, they were trying to use the 25th Amendment to remove our president, which is really intended for someone who's completely disabled. They didn't even use it for Reagan when he was in the hospital for so long. And as we know, Bush Sr. took advantage of that and he got him where he no longer, after he was shot, after Reagan was shot, he no longer really was able to truly have the reins of power, okay? Yes, he spoke here and he did that, but the one who was really running the thing was Bush Sr., okay? Um, so the bigger than the 25th Amendment attempt to remove. So that the 25th Amendment says you can remove a sitting president if they are disabled. And so they were talking about that. That's what the whole thing with Obama and McCabe and Comey, they were all talking about, do you think we can get away with removing him because we think he's crazy. And I'm sure, I'm sure, no doubt about it, they tried to poison him, not, to, not necessarily to kill him, but to do something to mess with his mind so that he would be incapacitated. And they would say, well, see, he's gone crazy. We told you he was crazy. Now he's gone crazy. It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't take much to, to throw someone's uh, physiological state out of kilter and make them where they aren't able to function mentally and so i'm sure i would not doubt at all that they attempted to do such a thing and so that was part of their plan because they know that american the american people wouldn't buy it they see all of us at the rallies that just we would go i mean we would have pitchforks like you wouldn't believe and that supports our president every tweet you do every post you do every comment you do they know the number of people who are out here supporting the president every rally you attend every dollar you uh, do to support him every um a heart and like that you have on his youtube um uh and twitter posts I'm telling you, they know that we're out here supporting him, even though we're not marching in the streets with yet with yellow vests. They know we support him, and they can't get away with such a thing as this. Okay, so they talked about it, but they knew we would come at them with everything we've got. Right? Depth of this is very serious. So, yeah. So they, yeah. This it, it makes me wonder if this is going to be coming out because he. He's already talked about it before. We've known about this quite some time ago. What was this? Way back in, I don't remember when, gosh, a year ago, and now it's coming out again. So maybe is this going to start being coming out into the mainstream? I don't know. We'll, we will see. We will see. All right. Um, let me see. I wanted to, oh, I wanted to play a little bit of our president. Oh, I just love him so much. Let me see. I wanted to start at... 1032, where he's talking about that we're under state of emergency. Okay, but don't worry, it's all good. Would have a wall. So I'm going to be signing a national emergency, and it's been signed many times before. It's been signed by other presidents, 
From 1977 or so, it gave the presidents the power. There's rarely been a problem. They sign it. Nobody cares. I guess they weren't very exciting. But nobody cares. They sign it for far less important things in some cases, in many cases. We're talking about an invasion of our country with drugs, with human traffickers, with all types of criminals and gangs. We have some of the greatest people I know. They've been with me from the beginning of my campaign, almost from the first week, the angel moms. Unfortunately, we have new angel moms. One incredible woman just showed me her daughter, who we're talking about killed in the year of 18. I said, I haven't seen you before. She said, no, I'm new. I said, that's too bad. It's too bad. It's so sad. Stand up just for a second. Show how beautiful your girl was. I just love him so much. So yeah, so we, he's, he's, uh, he has done it. And I'm sure you've seen it, you've, unless you're living under a rock. So um, this gives him authority to do more to build the wall, okay? And I wanted you to see something else. Um, I wanted to say one other thing. He said something about, you might want to go back and listen to this one. It just uh, looks like it's called Trump declares national emergency. And this was under VOA news. So it's only got 840 views. I don't know exactly who VOA is. It says. It says somewhere that they are supported by the government. VOA is funded in whole or in part by the American government. I don't know. I just did not want to watch it. CNN or ABC or MSNBC or any of them. I did not want to watch any of them and hear potentially any of their baloney. I just can't deal with listening to them. So um, this was, um, I listened to them. And like I said, I really encourage you when you're looking for something that you make sure that you don't accidentally watch a CNN or whatever. I don't want to support them. I want everyone to know we don't let, we're not listening to you. We're not listening to you at all. We're, so um, he, at one point though, he brought up about, and this is in the question answer section. He brought up about um, that he had saved a billion dollars on something crazy. It's like, it was like some kind of fee. I don't remember something. Go back and listen to it. But that he, you know, that no one else even knew that this was owed to us, much less going after it to make sure that it was, paid to us what was owed and he he gets it it gets a billion dollars i mean he is the collector <laughs> he's the collector in chief he is the deal maker in chief i'm telling you he leaves no stone unturned he's like nope everybody's gonna food by the book this was the deal you're gonna keep the deal i just love him so much but okay so he was talking about the wall and i wanted you to see this post on the wall Okay, so um, they were saying, I want you to think about this with me. Border open, context, same drop. Border has more importance than what is publicly disclosed. Okay, so he's been, let's just go through the litany of what he's been talking about as far as the wall. The wall is we need it because people are coming in and taking American jobs. We need it because of, he's, he's been bringing it out at the so too about the drug trafficking and the human trafficking, okay, and and all the angel moms, all the people who are dying from, from MS-13 gangs. So 
what else is it? Because those things are publicly disclosed. What else is not publicly disclosed? I'm wondering a couple things. One is that this is how the bad politicians stay in power. And that's one of the things I put on my uh, Twitter today because I saw them, uh, the trending hashtag fake national emergency and those types of hashtags. And so I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to use that and I'm going to try to get some truth out. If people are looking at this. I'm going to try to get this some truth out. And so I posted, um, let me show you some of the stuff I put. Like, thanks for the millions, baby. I won't let them build a wall between us. So, you know, I was trying to help people realize what it is. It's that they're getting, the politicians are, this is their mainstay. This is their, how they stay in power because they have all this money. And he doesn't really say that, but that is the issue. And how do we remove the power from the bad guys from the deep state? It's to remove their money from them. And this is where they get their money. That's why they're fighting so hard to keep the wall. And he hasn't really publicly said that. Okay. But I thought of something else and I don't know, but I would think I've, I've seen some videos about this before that there are tunnels that go across. So people, they don't just cross over on land, they cross underneath. So, um, and through tunnels and they pass their drugs that way. Okay. So I, you know, I don't know if that's what he's talking about here. He hasn't really talked about tunnels, but I feel sure that there are. But if you go in there and you build a wall and you put that way down deep, and I'm sure they're going to do like a sonogram or whatever you call that thing where you can go deep down and find out what's, what's under there and that they will not be able to have tunnels that they'll be able to go, Oh, we'll just go right on under, uh, underneath. We don't really talk about it. He's not, he's not publicly discussing this, but I feel sure that that is uh, part of it. I'm just wondering, maybe you guys can comment. What else do you think maybe he's talking about? What is the other part of the importance of it? Um, we already know about the, the possible chemical hazard uh, that they tried to do in California where it could, you know, a biohazard that could wipe out so many people in America. I wouldn't put it past them. These people are, as we know, they, they worship the enemy and they would likely do anything under the sun. So ugh, they have no compunction about people suffering. They have no, they don't worry care about that at all. All right. So, um, yeah, so I would, I just love to listen to that. I would definitely encourage you to listen to that. Yeah, it's 15 minutes, but it's just so great to hear him. And at one point, Oh, one point he talked about that. Okay. There, this is what I'm, I know I'm signing this and then the ninth circuit is going to come against me and then I'm going to get past that. And then we'll, then we'll go to the next level and we'll go, you know, then it'll go to the Supreme court and, and then we'll be able to get, get this done to build the wall. So, I mean, he knows this is what it's going to take and it's no big deal. Okay. You're probably not someone who goes to court every day. Hopefully, you know, you don't have to do that, but this is not, don't worry. They're going to probably try to get us all worried. Oh, it's this terrible and blah, blah, blah. We need to, you know, he's going to lose. And well, he probably will. And he will in the ninth circuit because it's controlled by the bad guys. Okay. No big deal. We'll do that. We'll go to the next one and we'll get to the Supreme court and we'll get it done. Okay. So not to worry. I'm not going to worry. All right. So, um, okay. So real quick, um, if for some reason I don't have my Twitter, okay. So here's my Twitter freedom forcer, right? If for some reason I don't have my freedom forcer Twitter, 
if something happens and YouTube happens, I don't expect it to, but in case it does, here is my backup channel, which is Red Pill the World. Okay, that's been my name for so, so long. Everyone here calls me Melissa. You can call me that. I don't care. And Red Pill the World. Okay, that's my, that's my little handle over on Gab. And I'm uh, not going to be using freedomforcenews.com anymore. Okay, so I built this with a friend of mine that I had met on Reddit. And um, he doesn't necessarily uh, believe the things we believe from the Bible, which is, which is fine. And so he's wanting to post things more um, that are not necessarily from the Bible. And I don't really feel like I can do that. So he's going to take that and use that. And then I'm just going to use my YouTube and my Twitter and my, um, my cap. All right. So if, if we need, if you, if you can either go there to get links or um, I'm, I am actually on my little papers that I hand out, I hand these out everywhere I go, y'all. These little papers right here. Um, I put qmap.pub and then people can access the Q posts as well as the sealed indictments and the seized assets and the and the CEO resignations. So anyway, so I'm gonna put a link below so you can print these out. I do that all the time. I've got them in a little little envelope and I have them in my purse and I just hand them out. I hand them out everywhere and I am noticing people are are pretty receptive. Um, I, I think that um, there's a, there's there's this this resistance uh, to and the cognitive dissonance, dissonance is crumbling. So that's very 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 good news. So don't worry about uh, you know the people are not uh, uh, they're they're too resistant. I think that you could I think you can more and more especially when you as you're just out and about you know that you may have to with your family members, but I think it's easier to talk to a stranger. And just just a little put a little nugget out there, and this is great because this this gives them the links and just some some basic information about what's going on. And uh, I met one lady. I guess it was yesterday morning. I had I got to talk to like four different people just on one little errand that I was doing, um, and and they're 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 interested to hear you know if there's something else going on they want to know. And uh, she I think she was very much on liberal stance, and so I. I think her probably her family members appreciated me talking to her because they can't talk. You could tell that they were having this this rub, this problem between them. And so coming from me, she was, you know, of course she's at work too. She's, you know, I'm one of her clients, so she can't like be rude to me. So she was able to listen and receive it better than maybe she could a family member. You know how that works, you know. Um, all right, so um, yeah, so. Let me post a comment. What do you think that is? All right, here we go. I want to talk about Nehemiah. I love Nehemiah. I did a whole video on Nehemiah where I read the whole thing. I don't know if that many people watched it, but I just I would encourage you to go back and watch it because the whole point of Nehemiah is that he all of the walls had been broken down. Their whole everything was just in shambles, and he had to go back and build it up. And that's the same thing for us. This Ruth Bader Ginsburg has tried to destroy the walls of our society and our culture, and so we are building them back up. So everybody doing whatever we can do, and you know, each one has it, their own gifts, and that's what's so great about in the book of Nehemiah that each one had their own ability uh, in, in each section of the wall and, and there everyone's name was remembered and recorded in the book of Nehemiah which is so 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 cool but in this uh, chapter four I want to read to you just a little bit um, and it's about uh, Sanballat he lived over there and 
I've thought before, like, why is he so mad? What is he so angry about? And I didn't really get it. But then I realized watching this movie, actually a movie about Jeremiah. And if you have a chance, I want you to watch that movie. I didn't, I didn't bring it up on the screen. There's a movie about Jeremiah. I would love for you guys to watch. And it's got a famous actor in it. Um, I'll try to put a link below. Um, it's, it's not on YouTube, but I'll give you the, I'll do it. I'll put the trailer below. Um, but he, in the movie, he was, um, engaged to someone at one point and, and then someone came along the, the, the people in power came along and they're, you know, abducting her saying, Oh, she, we, she belongs to us. I'm like, what? So this is the kind of thing that they could just run roughshod over the people. The people go out in the fields and they, and they build up this grain and, and, and do all this hard work and they would just come and take it. Okay. So yeah, that's the kind of thing they like is that, Hey, we like, we like it for you to do all the work and then we get to take it all for ourselves. Okay. So that's what Sambalot was mad about because he could no longer mistreat the people. That's the point. No longer could he take whatever he wanted from their hard effort and hard work. Okay. So let me read a little bit of this uh, from Nehemiah four. Sambalot was very angry when he learned that he was, that we were rebuilding the wall. He flew into a rage and mocked the Jews saying in front of his friends and the Sumerian army officers, what does this bunch of poor people Jews think they're doing? Do they think they can build the wall in a single day by offering a few sacrifices? Do they actually think they can make something of stones from a rubbish heap and charred ones at that? So isn't that exactly what we're experiencing? They're just like, oh, the wall won't work. I mean, even that lady I was talking about, she was like, oh, the wall won't work. I just looked at her like, you do lock your doors on your house, right? <laughs> you do shut the doors. Works at the, works there. You know, anyway, I mean, they have really the, they actually have the flimsiest arguments, don't they? But people believe them because they keep, they just are not thinking logically, right? Um, so push back gently. Push back on people. Yeah, yeah, wall work in my house. Um, so yeah, so Sambalot is really being very hateful and um, uh, mocking, and so that's exactly what we're experiencing, right? Tobiah the Ammonite, who was standing beside him, remarked, "That stone wall would collapse if a fox walked along the top of it." So that's what they'll say. Oh well, yeah. They can, they can just climb over. Trust me. This is going to, this is going to stop a lot of that. This is going to make it very, very, very difficult for them to get across, to get around. Very, very difficult. Very. So then I prayed, hear us, oh, our God, for we are being mocked. That's our prayer today. Hear us, oh, Lord, we're being mocked. May their scoffing fall back on their own heads and may they themselves become captives in a foreign land. You ever prayed that prayer before? Lord, may Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, James Comey, Andrew McCabe, Peter Stroke, uh, uh, on and on and on and on, George Soros, Rothschilds, DuPonts, Astors, uh, all these people, may they Oh, and Maxine Waters, don't forget her, and on and on it goes. It's just so much. Ocasio, whatever her name is. May they themselves become captives in a foreign land. Do not ignore their guilt. Do not blot out their sins, for they have provoked you to anger here in front of the builders. So you're like, well, why don't you just, you know, what, Melissa, 
largely forgiving these people because they're not repentant. Because they're not repentant. They're fighting against protecting children. They're fighting against stopping these drugs. They're fighting against we, the builders, we're trying to build up our country, and they're fighting us, and they're not repentant. So, Lord, do not ignore their guilt. Do not blot out their sins, for they have provoked you to anger here in front of the builders. Now, if they were repentant, it would be a whole different story. At last, the wall was completed to half its height around the entire city, for the people had worked with enthusiasm. I love it. I love it. I can't tell you how many times I've been told I'm enthusiastic. <laughs> you can get a lot done if you're enthusiastic. You can. You can get a lot done. If you got a bad attitude, you probably can't get anything done. But you get in there with a good attitude, you can get it all done. It's very exciting. So um, in another version, it says, but they had a mind to work. Ooh, that's what my granddaddy was. We're from Tennessee. We were from, um, my, my grandparents were both from um, West Tennessee. My granddaddy, his name was Bonds. He told my mother when she was little, he said, don't, don't go over, over there to the next door neighbor. They're lazy and it's contagious. You'll catch it. <laughs> I'm telling you, granddaddy did not like laziness at all. He was, he was, he was one to get it every day. I love, I love having that uh, work ethic. But when Sambalot and Tobiah and the Arabs and the Ammonites and Ashdodites heard that the work was going ahead and the gaps of the wall of Jerusalem were being repaired, oh, what's happening on the border, you guys? They were furious. They all made plans to come and fight against Jerusalem and throw us into confusion. But we prayed to our God and guarded the city day and night to protect ourselves. We do two things. We pray and we fight. Okay, that's exactly what we're doing. So, yeah, all these, these, uh, these memes that I put out, yeah, the same things. They are so furious because they're going to lose their millions in all that they've just been raking in the cash on the human trafficking and child traffic, uh, 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 drug trafficking. Oh, building the wall will violate the rights of millions of illegals. <laughs> I don't know that she literally said that, but that's what she, she may not have said it, but that's the way she feels, whether she said it physically or not. I won't let them remove you from the voter rolls, baby. Talk about immoral. Blood of human trafficking, blood of murder victims, blood of drug overdose victims, blood of gang victims. I'm very, very, very thankful. There's the drug cartels, pictures of the drug cartels and them beating all the people in Mexico and all the deaths. Oh, 2,000 deaths in Juarez right across from El Paso where there's 23 deaths, murders. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, who, who here wants to go to Mexico? I have people who are Mexican who go over there and, oh, my goodness, the stories I could tell you. You know, it's just, it's just bad. People hanging from bridges, you know, thankfully that all of my friends have been able to get back with their lives, but it's, it's, it's the wild, wild west over there. So, all right, let me go back to this. Let me get back on my story because I'll, I'll go off on a wild goose chase. Um, they all make plans to come and fight against Jerusalem and throw us into confusion, but we pray to our God and guarded the city and not day and night to protect ourselves day and night. And that's where we are. We were like, we get up, we fight, we go to bed, we're fighting, we wake up, we're constantly, day and night. Um, then the people of Judah began to complain, the workers are getting tired and there's so much rubble to be moved. We'll never be able to build the wall by ourselves. Meanwhile, our enemies were saying before they know what's happening, we'll swoop down on them and kill, kill them and end their work. I say, like, oh, you're going to have to go to court and then you're going to have to go, you know, you're losing court and then you're going to have to go to court again and 
you, there's not enough money and you're going to fight Pan Nancy Pelosi. And it's just the same, 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 exactly what they were experiencing. Okay. So we've already done that before. This is not the first rodeo. The Jews who live near the enemy came, uh, came and told us again and again, they will come from all directions and attack us. They're all just freaking out. They're, they're, they're letting that fear uh, take over. Okay. That's why I said, do not fear. So I placed armed guards behind the lowest parts of the wall in the exposed areas. I stationed the people to stand guard by families armed with swords and spears and bows. Like, okay, just keep working. We're going to guard you. If anybody, we're going to keep a lookout. And if anybody's coming, okay. So the same thing for us, we just keep in the fight. Okay. And yes, we might lose a Twitter. We might lose a YouTube. We might, okay, well, we'll just go on to the next thing. Okay. And we, we know that, the president is guarding us. He is doing this so carefully, so methodically. So I was talking about today that it's like pixie sticks. Do you remember pixie sticks where you just have these little sticks and he's just going to take them off just so gingerly and so very, very carefully. And he's doing that exact thing. So he's, he's protecting us and we are, in, we are doing our job to protect him, supporting him with all the things that we are doing um, online. All right. So um, he says, um, so he says, so he's, he's got the, they're all protecting each other. And we, I mean, I, I love that you guys protect me on my channel. You know, I heard somebody the other day say like someone was rude, made a rude comment. And someone got to them before I did. And they're like, if you don't like the channel, just go on to find a channel you do like, so, which thank you. That was nice. Um, so, um, so we're all here guarding each other. Then as I looked over the situation, I called together the nobles and the rest of the people and said to them, don't be afraid of the enemy. Remember the Lord who is great and glorious and fight for your brothers and sons and daughters and wives in your homes. Remember the Lord who's glorious and, and he is, he's coming to save us. That's what I'm saying. When our enemies heard that we knew of their plans and that God frustrated them, we all returned to our work on the wall. But then from then on, only half of my men were while the other half stood guard with spears, shields, bows, and coats of mail. The leaders stationed themselves behind the people of Judah who were building the wall. And the laborers carried on their work with one hand supporting their load and one hand holding a weapon. So they had a weapon too. Not just those other guys uh, with a weapon. They had a weapon on their side. All the builders had a sword belted to their side. The trumpeters stayed with me to sound the alarm. Yay. Yay. So you have a sword, it's your Twitter, it's your Facebook, it's your whatever, the truth that the Lord has given you, it's the memes like we put on Twitter, it's like the, 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 these little things right here, that's part of your sword that you can go out and fight truth with truth bullets and get truth out everywhere. You don't have to use these, you can make your own up, whatever. Um, so I explained um, so when, uh, to the nobles and officials and all the people, the work is very spread out. And we are widely separated from each other along the wall, just like you and I. We are all over America. I know I've got people along here from China. I've got, uh, we've got people from um, all over Australia, um, uh, UK. I mean, just, hey, you guys, shout out to you guys there. So we're all spread out. So that look at this. This is so cool. Um, when you hear the blast of the trumpet rush to wherever it is sounding and then our god will fight for us that's what we're doing so today what was the sound of the trumpet he was saying we've got a national emergency this is what we're going to do and you listen listen to the talking points on his video 
on, on and you'll see, okay, that's what I need to, that's what we're fighting today. And I'm going to, yeah, not to say that we don't remember some of the other issues that we can always you know, talk about that, but today the focus is on the national emergency and the wall and that we support him that yes, we support you, President Trump. And I always go on his Twitter, his Twitter and heart, all of his comments. I'm just ding, 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 ding. I like them all. Everything he says, I like, right? And so um, that's the way when you hear the blast of the trumpet. Trump is our trumpet. You hear his him shout out, this is he's our commander in chief. He is the at the head of the column, leading the charge. And whatever he says, okay, yes, sir. Aye, aye, captain. Aye, aye, uh, commander. That's exactly what we're going to do. The trumpeter stayed with me to, uh, to sound the alarm. I love it. I love it. Love it. Then our God will fight for us. He expects us to be in the fight. We can't just go hide under the bed. We can't just be lazy and not think about this stuff and just pretend like, okay, someone else will have to deal with it. We have to be in the battle. I guess technically we could just go, you know, go to bed or we didn't pretend. I can't. I can't. Physically, I can't. I don't think any of you guys can either. Because the Lord has called us to this. This is a calling. The callings in the elections of God are irrevocable. He has called you to this. You can't be uncalled because you, this is what he's called us to do. That's just all there is to it. All right. So now I want to, oh, I want to show you all this, this name. I haven't, uh, I've been waiting to show you this for several days. This is Ali Ben Talal, that former Saudi prince who I think is now in prison. Okay. And his, he lost all of his, Twitter stock and his Citigroup stock and all that uh, on the floors of the Mandalay Bay. And that was, that was right back way back in November, 2017. Uh, and he was arrested along with all the other ones. And so that was, yes, Twitter is not, you know, our best friend, but at least this creep is not running it. He paid for Barack Obama to go to Harvard. And these, these guys just creep me out. This whole thing right here creeps me out. Yeah, this whole thing is sick. Something very, very, very fishy about all of that. This makes me happy that lawmakers in Florida have introduced legislation that would ban abortions once a fetal heartbeat is detected. The bill would also make it a third-degree felony for a doctor to perform an, an abortion if a fetal heartbeat was detected. Yay. Isn't that terrific? So you might want to go on to uh, Melissa underscore strategic and, and like and share that. That is amazing. I'm so thrilled about that. That's definitely to protect the unborn. Yay. Once a fetal heartbeat is detected, they would be guilty of a third degree felony. Wow. Yay, Florida. Go, 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 Florida. Lead the way. All right. So there's my Twitter. Don't forget Freedom Forcer. Go on there. Um, now, this is the one we talked about last night. Oh, I could just read all this on you all day long. I know my videos keep turning too long and I don't mean them to, but this is so great. You've got to read Ephesians chapter 5 and 1 Peter chapter 2. Okay, I'm going to just read a little bit of it to you. The imitators of God as beloved children. So, so someone's rude to you. Okay, this is, what, this is where you go. Okay, in Ephesians uh, chapter 5 and, and 1 Peter chapter 2. The imitators of God as beloved children walk in love just as Christ also loved you and gave himself up for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God as a fragrant aroma. You're like, okay, well, weren't you just a minute ago saying that, you know, the Lord, don't forgive their sin, don't uh, forget what they've done. Yes, yes, 
but I'm, I'm, I'm not sitting here trying to, I'm not trying to get them in hell. I'm not, I'm, I want them to repent. Just as, it, as our Lord Jesus says, the Lord is not willing that any should perish. He wants all to come to repentance. I'm doing the same thing, Lord, but, um, but they have to repent. That's the missing factor here, right? And so our love for them is not just to go, oh, well, you just had your opinion and I have my opinion. No, the love is to say, this is not the right. This is not right for our country. Our country is, we are a sovereign nation and we deserve to have a wall where the children are protected. Okay. Just to put that truth out there and say, I'm sorry, but that's not correct. That is wrong. But this, for this to be where people can come across with children and we don't even know who they are and where they're going and that these aren't even necessarily their children. See what I'm saying? All right. So it's a, it's a loving thing to do to say this is wrong. It's a loving thing to do to say we cannot have drugs. We're destroying our children. Okay, this is loving, okay? It's not loving to say just take the drug and die, right? Um, walk in love, just as Christ also loved you and gave himself up for us. He loves us, but he doesn't leave us like we are when he finds us. He cleans us up. He straightens us out. He's our good shepherd. He gets us in the, on the right little track, right? He doesn't leave us in the little crack. He gets his, his uh, shepherd's crook, and he pulls us out of that crack. And he's like, don't go back in that crack anymore, <laughs> right? Um, he's an offering and a sacrifice to God as a fragrant aroma. Okay, they, they would, they would, um, they would send the, the aroma of the sacrifice up, and that would just be a pleasing aroma. I want to talk about pleasing being a pleasing aroma to God. I want you to focus on that. The kids really, I think, heard that last night for one of the first times. I think they really liked it. So you can be pleasing to him. A lot of times we think about, oh, I don't want to go to hell, or I don't want God to be mad at me. Focus on, I want his smile. I want his thumbs up. I want his, that, to know that I'm pleasing in his sight. Okay? That's our focus. Not being a no, we're not walking in fear. That's like a slavish fear of, uh, we're children, his children now. We're his sons and daughters. So we're wanting to always walk in a way that's pleasing in his sight, right? But immorality or any impurity or greed must not even be named among you. No, 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 As is proper among saints. Saints is just another word for believers, okay? There must be no filthiness or silly talk or coarse jesting, which is not fitting, but rather giving thanks. So let's make sure that we honor the Lord in everything we say and we do, every comment, every post, that we that we say, okay, Lord, is this what you would post? Okay, and yes, sometimes we say something very, very strong. As our Lord Jesus told the Pharisees, you're a brood of vipers. Remember that? You're a brood of vipers. You are dead men's bones. People walk across you, uh, over you, and have no idea they're walking over dead men's bones and these white sepulchers. Yeah. I'm telling you, Jesus didn't play, but it's, we're not, it's not filthy. It's not silly. It's not coarse. It's not this. We don't laugh about some of these things. It's not funny. Um, but rather giving a thanks for this, you know, with certainty that no immoral or impure person or covetous man covetous is where you're wanting to take things from others. Not just that you want nice things for yourself. Covetous where you're like, I want what you have. I don't, cause I don't want you to have it. And that's, we've been playing monopoly. And so the point of the game is, I've got, I have such a hard time playing Monopoly because I'm like, I don't want to do that to you. But um, you have such nice little properties there, right? I'm just not pretty good at that. But anyway, so the whole point of it is like, I want to have everything for me and I want you to have nothing, right? A covetous man, no, which is not idolatry because they idolize stuff. They idolize this piles and piles and piles of money and 
power and all that. Idolatry. That's their, that's their idol. That's their God. Has meant none of these people have an inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. So the kingdom is here, you guys. The kingdom is, sometimes we think of that as in the future, in heaven, when we get to heaven. But it's really, this is the kingdom. This, as we've talked about, this is the birth of the kingdom of Christ on earth as it is in heaven. I know I've said that a thousand times. You're like, I got it, Melissa. But this, this, this is the kingdom here. And there's an inheritance here that we will rule and reign with him here on earth. Isn't that cool? So none of these people are going to get an inheritance in this kingdom. This kingdom is here. He is now coming to rule this kingdom. Yay! They wanted that when the disciples were, you know, they're like, you don't, don't leave. You can't leave. And he said, I've got to go, but I'm coming back. And then we'll set up the kingdom. But you've got to go and, and, and bring uh, believers all over the world. That's what we've been doing for 2,000 years. Let no one deceive you with empty words. For because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. These people have empty words. This whole thing, oh, the wall won't help. That's empty words, right? Do not be deceived by empty words. Oh, well, it's no big deal if, if, uh, if, uh, if uh, you know, a man has two, <laughs> two wives. It's no big deal if women marry women and men marry men. Oh, that's, that's, that's all empty words. It's no big deal if we have um, uh, children having sex at age 12 like Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Oh, no, that's empty words right there. That's empty words. That is worthless words, worthless, empty, vanity, you know, ridiculous words. But because of these things, because of these empty words of, of Ruth Bader Ginsburg and this whole false narrative by the left of the, um, the, the wall and the, all this. That's all empty words. Because of these very things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. This is what the wrath of God is coming upon because they are putting everyone in such risk and dying. The angel moms and the children, and you know what I'm talking about, um, and the, the, the rituals and uh, the wrath of God. The wrath of God, like I was reading to you guys in Isaiah 66, he's not playing. He's not. He's, he is not playing with this at all. It's over. It's game over. Therefore, do not be partakers with them. For you were formerly darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the light consists of all goodness and righteousness and truth. When we walk in this great um light with the Lord, where we are transparent with him, where we aren't living a double life. We are walking in sincerity before him and, and living um, in a way that pleases him. Okay. That consists of goodness and righteousness and truth. We're living this in good, righteous. Righteous is where you're doing right. You're do, treating another person right. It's what's fair, equitable, right? And truth. That we live the truth, we speak the truth, we we keep um, you know keep our word, right? Trying to learn what is pleasing to the Lord. Do not participate in the unfruitful deeds of darkness, but instead even expose them. That's the key verse in Ephesians chapter five, and that's what um, oh I saw on the screen the other day that uh, I think Bill McConnell has. Do not participate in the unfruitful deeds of darkness but rather instead even expose them. That's what he's been doing with his sister, 
um, Marcy, whatever her name is, who's the head of SES, the Senior Executive Services, and he has put himself at such risk in order to fulfill this passage right here. Do not participate in the unfruitful deeds of darkness, but instead, instead even expose them. Is it popular to do that? No, it's not. And as our Lord Jesus said, if you feel like they hate you, they hated me first. So don't worry about it, okay? These are, these are unfruitful, these are gardens, and that's our job. And that's why the Lord called you to this, because you've got the guts to stand up and be counted and speak out. So let's do it, okay? Let's just keep in here in the fight. Speak truth in love. We're not trying to cause a, you know, enemies or whatever, but we've got to say this is, this is what's right, okay? And, um, and you know, the more that we speak it in such a way where it's, uh, where, it's, where it's not rude, the more likely they will be to receive it. For it is disgraceful even to speak of the things which are done by them in secret. It's just, it's horrible that we even have to say some of these things, okay? And so we, we, but we have to explain, we have to tell what's going on. We have to explain what's going on with the children. And it's just, it's just disgraceful. How many times has the president said, oh, this is disgraceful. It's disgraceful. You don't even want you. And that's, I think, one of the big things. Most people just can't, their mind, there's the cognitive dissonance. They cannot let their mind go there that people would do this and put, like the guy, one of the guys I was talking to today, he was saying that they would put people in a, in a, a, a container, like on a ship container, to, to have them and, and, and selling body parts and stuff. It's like, this is horrible. It's horrible. You know, it's, it's disgraceful. It's, it, people can't, their minds can't go there, okay? It's disgraceful. So that's why we have to expose it because we can't let this just keep in secret. We've got to let the light of day. That's what it talks about here in verse 13. But all things become visible when they're exposed by the light. For everything that becomes visible is light. That is the best disinfectant is to expose it, to bring it all the light on it and get it out into the open. That is what we've got to do. Awake, sleeper. Wake up. That's what we're telling everybody, right? This is the great awakening. And the president even said that. Now, someone just brought the KDG, just brought that up on Citizen Investigative Report. And I'm like, I, talk, you know, I remember them saying this very thing because my little ears, my little antenna went up. Like, he's talking about the great awakening. Awake, oh, sleeper. You guys have been in, in, in sleepy land. It's time to wake up and understand who, what's going on. And so many people, it's just a beautiful thing to see it all over the world happening. Like on Dr. Steve Turley's site, he goes through all these country after country after country, how this is happening. Arise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. This is not just talking about the day of salvation. Yes, it is that. But it's also about this day right here, this great salvation that we're experiencing for the whole world where everybody's awakening and that we're exposing these evils. Isn't that so cool? Because the Bible has several layers. Okay, so I'm going to stop, but you can read more of Ephesians chapter 5, but this is what we were talking about with the, the kids last night. Okay, this is so good. This is in chapter 2, and oh my goodness, it's it's really just so, so great, and at the end, after it talks about how to deal with all these difficult situations, it says, it talks about family, because a lot of times, we're, that's where you get the most pushback, the most ridicule, the most difficulty from your own family members because uh, remember that, that phrase it says familiarity breeds contempt right and so this is I mean it's not a coincidence 
that when he's talking about how to deal with insult and ridiculing, being, being, uh, ridiculing you, and then he goes into talking about family. Anyway, so let's go in uh, to First Peter chapter two, verse twelve. List such good laws among the pagans, among the heathen, among the unbelievers, that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day He visits us. That's now. That's now, you guys. On the day He's visiting us, yay! But he, they may see your good deeds and glorify God. Yep. The truth is, she told us. He told us. They'll have to admit, yep, they told us, they tweeted it, they messaged it, they did it, whatever, and they were standing up for your word. Live such good lives that in, where you're not doing anything like I was saying in the other passage, not any coarse jesting or rudeness or anything like that, so that they won't be able to accuse you of anything. What They won't be able to accuse you. They, they might, but it won't hold water. Submit yourselves for the Lord's sake to every human authority, whether to the emperor as the supreme authority or to the governors who are sent by him to punish those who do wrong and to commend those who do right. So submit yourselves to this authority and say, you know, I try to do some things and I get pushed back from people in authority sometimes. And it's like, okay, Lord, I have to submit to that authority. I don't necessarily want to because I know that, you know, this is, the Lord, it's tough. It's tough when you get so much pushback, right? For it is God's will that by doing good, you should silence the ignorance, uh, talk, ignorant talk of foolish people. Live as free people, but do not use your freedom as a cover-up for evil. Oh, no, 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 no. We're free. We're free to do good. We're free to do what pleases the Lord. We're free to live his way and his power, not free to do something that would hurt someone else. That's not how we use our freedom, right? Live as God's slaves. He's, he's our, he's our, um, he's our commander. He is the one that we follow, whatever he says, show proper respect to everyone. Love the family of believers, fear God, honor the emperor, honor those who are in authority, slaves in reverent manner, fear of of God, submit yourselves to your masters, not only to those who are good and considerate, like your boss might be good and considerate, or harsh, also to those who are harsh, or or maybe in your family, someone might be harsh, or it might be whoever, wherever you find it, submit to them. It doesn't mean that you, I'm not saying be a doormat, but you don't always have to fight back. Okay, and that's what we're going to read right here. For it is commendable. Listen to this. It's commendable if someone bears up under the pain of unjust suffering because they're conscious of God. They're conscious of God. I wanted to show you one more thing. I'm going to hold, hold right there. I saw something. Hang on. Let me see if I can. Look at this. Look at this in verse, in, in, in um, post 2731. This was from a while back. I'd never noticed this before. Maybe some others did. Look at what it says. Perhaps he could not in good conscience see the world burn. That's weird. I'd never noticed that before because it's the word is good conscience. Good conscience is where your conscience tells you what you should and shouldn't do. Conscious is where you're, you're aware, you're alert, you're awake. Isn't that interesting that he used the word conscious? He did this on purpose. I don't know why, but I thought, hmm, if anybody has an idea, put it down in the comments below. In good conscience, 
and it makes me think of him having this consciousness that he knows what's going on. He's conscious of what's going on. It's not just about his conscience where it tells him what's right or wrong. He is conscious of what is going on all over the world. Look, I mean, it's amazing how much our president knows about what's going on in Japan and China and North Korea and Venezuela and everywhere. I was like, and he knows about this bill <laughs> that needs to be paid. That's a billion dollars. I mean, anyway, it's, it's amazing. Amazing. Cause he was even saying how did most people wouldn't even know it's there, much less make, make a way that it would get paid. Anyway, it's commendable. If someone bears up under the pain of unjust sufferings because they're conscious of God, are you conscious of God? Are you conscious of what would please him and honor him in these situations? Okay. And obviously cursing someone out is not going to be the thing that, that will, um, that will bring him honor. How, but how, is it to your credit if you receive a beating for doing wrong and you endure it? You did something wrong, you get a beating. How's that? You don't, you're not getting any benefit for that. But if you suffer for doing good and you endure that, this is commendable before God. To this you were called because Christ suffered for you also, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. I've got to read to you the other in, in um in this version. I love the NLT. It really, um, it really, I think it just says it in such a great way. Let me see if I can uh, get my cursor to where I want to get it to. For God is pleased. Look at this over here on the right. God is pleased when conscious of his will, you patiently endure unjust treatment. Of course, you get no credit for being patient if you're beaten for doing wrong. But if you suffer for doing good and endure it patiently, God is pleased with you. And this was my question. This is for the small group we had last night. And this is my question for you. Are you aware that God is pleased with you? This is where you want to sit every day. This is where, where you want to live in that spot where you are conscious of him being pleased with you. You've got to get to that spot with him, you and him. I can't do that for you. You have to go and make sure that whatever it is, you get a spot where you know that he, you are pleasing in his sight. As it says, we do what is pleasing in his sight. Paul said that, and somebody came along and slapped him in the face. Like, all right. Watch slappy. You know, because they don't like that. They want to feel like we're all evil and we just all do what we want to do and we don't live in this place of please. It's sad. It's sad. I don't want us to live like that. That's a terrible way to live. It's a, it's a, it's an empty way to live. And it's a, um, it's a disjointed way to live where you feel like you've got, you just like can't be settled. This is how you can be settled and be at peace in your own skin is to know you're, you're pleasing to God. Whatever you've got to do to get to that spot, whatever you have to turn loose of, whatever you have to, you know, talk it out with him and get get everything right. Righteousness is about getting things right between you and other people and right between you and God, okay? And so it's so great to know that he's smiling and you're living in that sunbeam and that you're living in, the, in this thumbs up place, okay? That is, you've got to do that. Make sure, if you don't hear anything else I said on this video, hear that, that you can be pleasing in God's sight. 
or if you even and if you suffer for doing good if you do the right thing and you're just trying to help somebody and somebody calls your name and you do it you take that patiently God is so pleased with that especially he's pleased with a lot of the things that we do but he's especially proud of us when we do that okay so I wanted you to see that isn't that cool I just love that and I want you to live in this place where you are knowing that you are pleasing in his sight. Isn't that great? Because of the grace of the Lord and because of the forgiveness in Christ, we our sins are completely washed away. We are his beloved children. We don't live as slaves. We live as his children, and therefore we cry out, Abba, Father. Is I think it's in Romans 8 it talks about that, and another place it talks about, I think in Galatians it talks about that we're no, we don't live under the law. We live under this grace of being his, his uh, son and daughter. Okay, he never sinned nor ever deceived anyone. He did not retaliate when he was insulted nor threaten revenge when he suffered. Isn't that amazing? That is amazing. Up on the cross, they're calling him out, calling all, saying all kinds of hateful things to him. Even up on the cross, he was beaten to a pulp. How, how, how did he do it? And this is how. He left his case in the hands of God, who always judges fairly. Do that. God, you got this. You got this. You know the truth. I'm leaving it in your hands. Doesn't matter what they said. You got this. I'm putting it in your hands, and you will let my righteousness shine as the noonday sun. Okay? And you love me, even if what they said was true. They're saying it, they're being hateful in me. You, you love me just like I am, and and you're confident in who you are. That if somebody doesn't like you, that's just going to have to be fine. That will just have to be okay. And I'm not going to sit here and be crying because somebody doesn't like me. Um, look at this. He committed no sin. No deceit was found in his mouth. This is the same thing in this other version. When they hurled insults at him, he did not retaliate. When he suffered, he made no threats. Instead, he entrusted himself to him who judges justly. He does, I know in the end, God will show that he will exonerate me. All right. He himself bore our sins in his own body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. He wants us to live this whole new life by his wounds. We are healed. But you were like sheep going astray. But now you've returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. I wanted to show you this last picture. This is our Auriga in the in the constellations, in the right next to Taurus. And the, the, little, the shepherd is holding the little goat. He's like, hold him. Hold me, shepherd, because I'm looking at that uh, Taurus, and he looks like he could tear me up. I'm scared, but he's holding him in his arms. He's, you're safe. You are safe. Isn't that great? You've returned to the guardian of your soul. He's looking out for us. Let's stay close to him like that little goat. We'll stay right there next to him. Like, okay, I'm going to stay right here with you. Um, and he is protecting us during this day especially. Just trust him on that. He's the overseer of your soul. He's watching over you continually. Isn't that great? I knew you would love that. I knew you would. All right, I've got so many other things I want to tell you, but I'm going to do it on another video, and uh, hopefully I can do my beautiful story book from the from the Maseroth, the beautiful picture book that we have in the sky from the Lord. I'm going to pray now. Thank you so much, Lord, for all these promises. Thank you for that you guide us as our wonderful shepherd. Thank you for our wonderful president and how courageous he is. Help us to support him. Thank you for how he's working so hard to make sure that we are safe. And we just pray that, um, that all these 
plans and plots of the enemy will come to nothing and then very quickly everyone will wake up and that they will realize what's really going on and more and more every day. It would help us as we, um, as we speak truth. Give us the words to say and give the people ears to hear so that everyone can wake up and understand what's really going on. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that we know that we are pleasing in your sight, that you are proud of us and that uh, that you give us that smile and that thumbs up and that uh, that you're shining on us through the light of your glory and we feel your presence. It's the best thing ever and nothing anybody ever else could do could even compare it's amazing grace as we sang at the very beginning of this video amazing grace that you would take our place you would bear our cross you'd lay down your life that we could be set free oh it's amazing 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 grace we we join with those who are singing and worshiping you and just just rejoice that you uh, have done all this for us we thank you lord we thank you lord we just pray that um, you would make it that not the cartel wouldn't bring in one more drug, that not one more child would be hurt, that this would be stopped immediately, oh Lord. We just pray that this Godspeed on all of this and uh, that those who have been doing such evil would be would be stopped, oh Lord. We pray not one more chemtrail, not one more bad vaccine, not one more bad uh, uh, lie would come through the media, not one more evil uh pornography or evil uh, videos, um, uh, no more anti-God rhetoric from the, from, the, uh, from the professors and the teachers. Um, we pray that every person would wake up and they would begin to use their positions to, for, to honor you and to bless the people. Thank you for this great rising. We pray for the people of Venezuela. We pray for the people all over Europe. We pray for the ones in North Korea and Africa and all over the world that you would bless them and help them, uh, uh, protect them, Lord, provide for them everything that they need so that they um, they are safe, oh Lord. We thank you that this is your great day, the great day of salvation that we got to we get to see it with our very own eyes. What amazing, what an amazing thing to get to see. Thank you, Lord, that uh, your promises are yea and amen. Everything you say is coming true, just like you said. We, we praise you, Lord, that you know the end from the beginning. You have this all mapped out. We are not in fear at all. We're going to fight, as you told Nehemiah, Nehemiah told them, we will fight for our children and our brothers and our sisters and our families our lands for everyone help us to fight in this great day of battle um because we want to um to be a part of what you're doing on this earth your kingdom come your will be done on this earth as it is in heaven and you said you promised that we will not only reign with you but we're going to uh, share such a great inheritance oh the future is bright thank you lord thank you lord that this is not far off this is we're right here it's just happening right now we thank you lord that you have come to save us we we pray all these things in your wonderful name jesus amen all right, guys. I love y'all. I'm going to run. I talk, took a long time again today, but that's okay. All right. I love y'all. I'll talk to you later.